Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. I'm your host, Mike Horner, and I am really excited to come to you today. This week, I want to talk about how to make run data work for your goals. There is so much information available now for runners that sometimes it's easier to just simplify. I'm a numbers nerd. Those of you who know me know that I work numbers all the time. I'm, I like to do business plans in my head. I like to do math problems when I'm out on a long run. That's how I keep myself entertained. Run data is just one of those things that just, it can either make you or break you. And I, and I think some people you know, take run data way too seriously. And I think it's hurting people's fitness levels because they're looking at the run data in the wrong ways. So I got to thinking about this one because on a recent run, I was actually listening to a podcast while I was also trying to figure out why running in the sand was so much more difficult than normal trail running. So the podcast I was listening to was called the Running Physio Podcast. And it caught my attention simply because it like it's one of those podcasts that it took off. It became really, really popular. And I thought, well, everybody else has listened to it. Might as well listen to it too. I don't know if you're supposed to advertise somebody else's podcast in your podcast, but I just did. So, you know, the running physio podcast is out there. As I listened while running and attempting to adjust my gait while running in the sand, I found myself running more and more awkwardly. So I did something that we all should do more often, whether we're running, we're biking, or whatever our fitness challenge happens to be. I stopped the podcast, and I stopped running. And I waited until the quiet had returned, and then I set off running again. I stuck the earbuds back into my pack, and without the advice ringing in my ear and the constant data of Strava, my Coral's watch data, and the billion other bits of data distracting me, I just simply ran and I did this really ridiculous thing. I listened to my body. And when I ended up at the trailhead again 15 miles later, I felt absolutely fantastic. And as I stretched and I pondered why the run felt so good, suddenly the thought hit me like a freight train. Maybe all of us runners are letting data dictate how we run instead of letting our running dictate how we assess the data. Maybe it's time to make data work for us to reach our goals instead of running to just simply collect data. The majority of runners are, tempt are attempting to fit in a run around their work hours. We don't usually hire coaches. We're definitely not you know, among the elites that run for a living. We're just running. We, just, we run for our release. For me, running is my peace and quiet time. It's, it's a hobby. People ask me, what, what is your hobby? Running. That's what I do. It's my way of connecting to the great outdoor hours of working inside a stuffy old building. But then we analyze the data, we make decisions for a living, so analyzing data to run better isn't something we want to do with what little time we have. Like, I'm constantly analyzing numbers at work, trying to figure out how to do our business better, how to make sure that I'm on top of my game and my business, so I'm constantly analyzing data. So when I go out for a run, I for sure don't want to be analyzing the data on my run. And nowadays, there's so much data available that it 
literally becomes overwhelming. I mean, sometimes I look at it and I'm just like, whoa, dude, this is just like, turn it off. There's too much data. So typical data available to us on our watches these days is pace, cadence, stride length, running power, elevation, heart rate, heart rate zone, aerobic training effect, anaerobic training effect, VO2 max, and the list goes on and on and on. Get on Strava, you have the same thing. The question is how to look at all of that data and apply it to your own running goals, which may mean asking the question, what are your running goals? I have a lot of people that they don't have running goals. I have running goals. Break up my training into phases. And the phases are what my next running goal is. I know what my goal is. I know what I want to accomplish. And I'm going to go after it. And so my training matches where I want to end up at the end of this phase. So maybe the first step in analyzing data is to know how, know what you want to accomplish with your running. Do you just want to have a higher level of fitness than you have currently? Fantastic. Set a goal. Determine what it is you want to get to and then go after it. Do you want to just center yourself first thing in the morning with a run around your neighborhood? Don't worry about the data then. Just pay attention to your mileage. Go out and enjoy your runs. Don't even pay attention to your mileage. Just go out and enjoy your runs. Are you running to lose weight or keep weight off? You're going to want to pay attention to your pace to ensure you're going, getting into a zone that's going to burn calories and continue to burn calories. I made that mistake in 2020. I was just running. I wasn't paying attention to my zone. I wasn't paying attention to my eating, and I gained tons of weight. By the end of 2020, I weighed way more than I wanted to. Fortunately, I'm very thankful. I've been able to take all that weight out. I'm back down to a normal weight now. I'm running much easier. It is a lot more fun running right now because I don't have all this joint pain because I'm not carrying around an extra 30 pounds. It's kind of fun. Now, Runner's World actually has an article that I recommend if you're running to lose weight. Runner's World had a 2018 article called Four Ways to Run Your Way to Weight Loss. And I would put that article on your reading plan. Let's just say that you're running for a new PR in a race distance or attempting a new race distance. If you're running a half marathon or you have this goal of running a marathon, this is where you're, you really want to pay more attention to what the, Amanda Brooks wrote an article in Run to the Finish called Run Data Analysis, How to Use All That Info from Your Watch. It's a really easy read. It's very easy to apply to your running goals. I'm going to go over some things that she talked about in here. The biggest thing, if you are out there and you're running to accomplish something, a new PR, or in my words, a new personal best, if you're out there and you want to run a new personal best, then there's some really easy ways to evaluate all the running data available. I'm going to kind of go through that right now. The big thing is, is personalize your running data. So all the running available running data available to you on your running watch, Strava, Map My Run, all the other available tools, they're very generalized. In other words, it's one size fits all. They don't boil it down to fit you. So it's, and they can't because they don't know you. I found that the best way for me to get the most out of the running of data available to me is to actually personalize the data. So I keep a notebook, old school, write what I want for my running data, then I analyze it about every two to three weeks. Since my goals are about distance and adventure runs, in other words, I'm not trying to go out there and set personal best. If I set a personal best in a run, fantastic, that's cool. But for me, I am still trying to discover how far can I run. 
And I'm also trying to go on adventure runs. So that's why I have a goal to run all 500 miles of the Appalachian Trail in Virginia. And eventually I want to run the entire Appalachian Trail. And then I want to move on to the Pacific Coast Trail. And then I want to do the Rim to Rim to Rim. And eventually one day in life, I want to run from Moscow to Kathmandu because I'm crazy. So that's just how I'm made. The way I look at data is all about distance, average pace, how much water and electrolyte water I'm drinking, what and how much I ate on a run. So two pieces of data that I keep track of in different ways are my cadence and my stride length. So my Coral's Pace Watch and the app on my phone will record, you know, you can't look at your recorded data on your phone and look at like an entire length of it. It's just weird to look at. So I keep track of these and jot them down, not all the time, but enough so that every two to three weeks, I can kind of take a look at them and determine, okay, how am I doing with my cadence and my stride? Am I overstriding? Am I understriding? You know, what am I doing? They're just two things for me that are important because that's just how it is. For me, a long run is anything over 20 miles, anything less than 20 miles. When I do a short run, which for me, a short run is four to eight miles, When I do a short run, what I'm looking for is I'm trying to keep my cadence between 170 and 190, and I'm trying to keep my stride length between 3.5 and 4.5 feet. That's kind of technical, but they say that the top cadence is considered anything over 185, while average stride for a 5'10 runner, which is what I am, is between 2.95 and 4.92 feet. Don't you love all this data? I'm a numbers nerd. I, I can't help it. When I go on a long run, though, I'm aiming for lower in both. I want to keep my cadence below 175, and I want to keep my stride length between 3 and 3.25 feet. The reason is that on long trail runs, in order to not be tripping over roots and rocks with these large feet of mine, I need to keep my stride very underneath my core. That way, I'm not just using my legs. I'm also using core strength. So that's just little things that I do to keep you know, the analysis of data to an absolute minimum because I want to keep my enjoyment of running at a maximum level at all times. And that's my next tip is keep running a full-time enjoyment instead of work. When you make, it just becomes something that you do for the drudgery of it. I run because I enjoy running. I love running. I enjoy that running enables me to keep weight off will help me to manage stress and all the difficulties of living life. By keeping running at full-time enjoyment, I'm able to run free, run without pressure, and run prepared to take on whatever distance I happen to want to run that day. When I sign up for races, I'm testing myself against other runners of my ability. I know I'm never going to be up on a podium. I am a back-of-the-pack, older runner, I do this to stay outdoors, enjoy new environments, meet new people. I'm not trying to compete with all the young guns that are running seven-minute miles because guess what? I don't have a seven-minute mile in me. I can run a seven-minute mile. I just don't want to. It's too fast for me. I like going slow. By keeping running my full-time enjoyment, I allow myself to run more places and have more adventures than I ever thought possible. This last weekend, I got to run up Molly's Knob. It was kind of fun. I got to tell you about this. So I'm running up Molly's Knob, and I ran into this woman as she's walking down, and she was very sad, and I didn't understand why she was so sad. 
And she said, hey, our dog got away while we were up walking. We wanted to go up to the top of Molly's Knob to see the sunrise. Our dog got away. We don't know where he is. We've searched all over for him. If you see him, he's a black and white dog, and he's really friendly. Please help us get him back. And I was like, okay, no problem. She said, my husband's somewhere up on the mountain. He keeps on, you know, wandering down into the woods and stuff. And so probably about maybe a quarter, maybe a half mile later, I jog on up and here's the husband. And he tells me the dog's name was Doolin and he's really a friendly dog. And it's, and you could tell this was this guy's best friend. And so I was like, okay, if I see Doolin, I will somehow get him back to you in the campground. No problem. It's all good. Thumbs up, ran off, ran up, you know, up the mountain, probably about another mile and a half. And there I round this bend and here's this black and white dog sitting in the middle of the of the trail, just laying there. And so I said, Hey Doolin, what you doing? And he perked right up and he came up and I, you know, squirted a little water into my palm from my bladder and everything. And he gave him some water. I said, Doolin, ready to run down the mountain? So Doolin and I ran down the mountain and I probably about two miles down the mountain, I you know, was telling Doolin, stay Doolin, keep with me, Doolin. And uh this I hear this shout from down somewhere. I'm not really sure where it was because I am hard of hearing. But I hear a shout, hey, I'm down here! Something like that. I'm not really sure what he said. So I look and sure enough, he's down the trail someplace, you know, bushwhacking down there. And so I yeah, I said, hey, I got dueling up here. And dueling went running down to his master and they had a wonderful reunion. You know what? That made my run. Yes, it made it made me go an extra four miles. Then what I was going to do, yes, it meant that I had to climb all the way back up what I had just gained and come back down. But you know what? My entire run was made because I helped somebody. When you run for enjoyment, you don't care about extra miles. You don't care what your pace was. I could care less what my pace was on this day because I was outside running a brand new to me trail, just having a glorious time. I still will hit my goals for this phase of running because I'm going to make my run data work for me instead of working for my run data. I'll see the run data. It's there. It's, it's good. Some of it's bad. I had some crappy runs. But you know what? The run data is just there for me to analyze and become a better runner. And that's what I want to encourage you all to do. Look, there's very few of us that are listening to this podcast right now that are going to be world-class athletes someday. There's little diamonds in the rough among us that are just incredible athletes, and they're going to go on to do incredible things in, in the running and fitness world. But most of us are doing this because we just want to get some balance in our lives. And if that's you, can I just encourage you, don't get overwhelmed by all the data. Just enjoy the data. And best of all, please just go outside for a run and have a good time. Don't worry about your next race coming up. Don't worry about the goals that you have out there. If you will just stay dedicated to keeping your runs enjoyable, you'll hit your goals, you'll crush your runs, and you'll have a great time doing it. That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. Appreciate you guys.